word of the Lord tonight. Come on, put your hands together and welcome Evangelist Josh Heron as he comes to minister to us. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. What an awesome, awesome song that is. That's, that's a jamming song right there. I wish every church I preached at knew that song. It's very, very easy to preach after like something like that. If you didn't like it, repent. Amen. That was good preaching. Um, I really feel like the Lord has, has taken us to higher levels here this week, and we've obviously seen so many people get the Holy Ghost and healed and breakthroughs in all kinds of areas. Wednesday night absolutely was so powerful, the, the unity that was unleashed in here. And then last night, and I really feel like I think we're ready now for a couple of messages that, that I've been waiting to preach. Uh, I will not preach both of them tonight. You can, you can just rest easy there. Um, but I, blink, I will preach one tonight and then uh, the other one on Sunday night. Um, he was talking about the tabernacle prayer. The reason I asked, I called uh, Alexandria, Louisiana, and asked them uh, if they would kindly ship about 30 sets of those. I've, I've preached that twice. I preach a message from what Brother Mangan talks about in this nine-series set about what his, how his dad prayed for 50 years and what his dad prayed every day. In case you didn't know his dad, he was one of the most powerful prayer warriors that ever lived. Well, I tried it personally, and my prayer life went from just sometimes good, sometimes not, sometimes ADD, sometimes breaking through, to breaking through every single day. And I, the, just to be honest with you, the longest I ever fasted was 13 days. I started this tabernacle prayer and fasted 40 days, no food. Not to brag, I'm just saying that it gave me so much strength. It gave me so much connection to the Spirit. I get nothing out of it. In fact, everything goes straight to them. But I really felt like I've, two times in the last three or four years, I have, I have felt a church was ready for it. And, um, and so I believe you're ready for it. And so when I close out Sunday night, I will close out with that. And there will be some mighty prayer warriors that are birthed Sunday night into levels you've never dreamed of. Your prayer life is going to go through the roof, I promise you. So just be ready for that. But tonight, if you have your Bible, Psalm 64 and 2 Corinthians 10. Psalm 64, 2 Corinthians 10. I give honor to Pastor Jordan. Love him very much. Appreciate the passion he has for this church and for this city and for this region. Amen. You honor to Pastor Long, Brother Oliver, all the men of God that are here tonight. Uh, just excited about what the Lord's going to do. Psalm 64, verse 1 through 7, and 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through verse number 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to preach on the subject I've been wanting to do it all week. Revolutionary spiritual warfare. Revolutionary spiritual warfare. If you're carnal, wake up. If you're cold, wake up. Because tonight's not a message for someone that's on the sideline. You want to stay on the sideline, fine. But I promise you, for those that are in the war and know how hell has been attacking them left and right, I'm going to preach to you tonight and give you a weapon of revelation that will help you to fight the devil back. And I promise you, you're going to get some victory. Can you clap your hands in advance right now and magnify the name of the Lord Jesus? Thank you for what you're about to unleash in this place. I give you credit. I give you praise. I give you glory and honor. Someone lift up your voice and magnify the name that's above every name. At the name of Jesus, every Every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. And your knees said thank you to you also. When we initially attacked the terrorist organization known as ISIS, there was a group, one of the major groups of ISIS is a group called Khorasan. And we attacked them from three different angles, two angles from the sea and one angle from the air. The reason we did that was a quote from William Mabel, the lieutenant general, said Coruscant was nearing the execution phase of an attack either in Europe or in our homeland. In other words, we knew that we had to attack them because they were about to attack us. We did not send ground troops in as of yet. We still not, we still not done that. But we took shots at them from a distance to scatter them, and the plan worked that moment as they began to hide and run for their lives. The United States military was not the original thinker of this thought, of this military strategy about striking your enemy from a distance and wounding them before you actually engage them. I can take you back to the Old Testament when the lion came at the field and came at the sheep that was in David's flock, and David smote him and then ran at him and grabbed him with his bare hands, and then a bear came, and David smote him with that rock and then killed him with his bare hands because the size of your enemy does not matter if you can wound them from a distance. The size of your adversary only matters when they get up close to you. That's why David knew he could defeat Goliath, even though Goliath was 10 feet tall. He knew it doesn't matter how big he is. I'm not planning on getting into a wrestling match with hell and letting him take me down. But if I strike him from here now, if he does engage me, he will be wounded when he fights me. What are you saying? Some people only get spiritual when hell gets up in their house. I'll say that again. Some people only get faithful to church when their marriage is under attack. Some people only pay their tithes when they've got extra in the bank account. Some, oh, I feel it now. Some people are only on fire for God when everything is rosy, but when the devil attacks them. They realize, well, I've got to go deeper. I need more of God. Why? Because hell got too close to them. And everything starts getting better. The marriage starts getting better. Then they start to skip church. Finances start falling apart. Then we can't pay our tithes. Well, it's, it's quiet. That means you're preaching good or bad. 
I'm going to go with good, I think, right now. Because you know that hell will do anything it can to get as close to you as they can. But if you, if you take a mentality into your warfare with hell, that if things are perfect right now, I'm not going to assume they're going to be perfect next week. So I'm going to send a prayer strike against the demons of hell now when everything is good rather than wait on you to attack my brother or my wife or my kids before I get spiritual. Here's the problem in America. We are reactionary Christians. Preacher says clap your hands and most people respond by clapping their hands. Man of God says come to the altar. Most, not all, respond by coming to the altar. They start singing a song. We look at the words, then we react. We are not revolutionary. We are reactionary most times. Until we feel the spirit moving, we don't speak in tongues. Until we feel the spirit, we don't get into it. And once we feel it, then we react to it. Can I preach to you for just a moment right now? Reactionary worship and reactionary praise only brings temporary peace. What are you saying? If you're always reacting and feeling God and wondering why you're falling apart the next day, it's because you're reacting to something. And that's the problem in America. We react to what we feel, what we see, what we hear. But if you want to move hell and move heaven, you cannot wait on your neighbor to fire you up, your preacher to give you goosebumps, the song to make you cry. But you've got to say, I'm going to go for it now. Whether you sit there or not, I want something from God. I've got half of you, but not all of you because we still react if there was somebody with cancer or disease in their body and i walked with you right now and said god can heal you let's pray some of you would instantly raise your hands in faith that god's gonna heal and some of you would watch let's just see because you base a move of god on what you feel first Daniel did not win the battle in the lion's den because he got a prayer life in the lion's den. Daniel did not survive the lions that night because he got on his knees and, oh, God, I'm surrounded by lions. Please protect me. That battle was over in Daniel's bedroom way before he ever entered the lion's den. He was on his knees saying, I know they're coming. I know they're coming, but I'm going to magnify you anyway. I know there's a lion's den in my future, but if I pray now, you protect me later. Oh, help me, God, help me. If I pray now, you preserve me later. But if I wait until I feel something, till I see proof, it's not guaranteed. Jacob, your brother's coming tomorrow to kill you. Well, he might not kill me. Let's just wait and see. Jacob was so scared. He sent, he sent Rachel one way, Leah the other way, all the kids this way, some of the kids that way, servants this way. He's all alone, and an angel shows up. And Jacob had a choice. He could, well, let me just wait and see what happens tomorrow. Or he could tackle the angel and say, you're not going anywhere. I'm going to pin you right here. This is the first pin in the Bible. This is where wrestling was invented. He pins an angel and says, you're not going anywhere because I don't know what this guy's got planned for me tomorrow. But I do know if I win the war with heaven tonight, I'll win the war with hell tomorrow. That's the deal. 
What do you say? When you let an altar call pass you by and the presence of God move right by you and you say, no thanks, heaven, I'm good. You're taking your chance with a spiritual Esau that's coming for your head. And when hell invades, will the angel of the Lord be there for you? Told you last night I was ready for it. He said, I'm going to tackle the angel now because I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I do know if I get a breakthrough, I'd rather die with a breakthrough than die than sitting there waiting for God to do something for me before I give him everything that I have. I wish I could preach. We're letting our circumstances dictate how big our God is to us. We're letting our circumstances dictate how much we worship, how much faith we have. We say, well, everything's going better. The Lord is so good. When everything's falling apart, oh, God, don't you care about me? You see, you're letting everything around you dictate how you serve God. But when you get a revolutionary mentality, you say everything might be falling apart. But I remember Job said it, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. There's something about my worship that it cannot die despite of what I'm going through. I've got to be revolutionary. I've got to pray when I feel good and when I don't feel good. Esther Esther didn't die that night. Esther didn't die on the date of her execution date that was scheduled on the calendar from hell. She didn't die that night because the day of she ran to the king and said, hey, save me and my people. Months before She said, everybody's going on a three-day fast. No food, no water. That's a real fast, huh? Nothing. Nothing. Just your sweat. Oh, a lot of people didn't like that. We like our broccoli on our fast. Don't get me on anyway. As long as it's a fast and not a diet. Thank you, Jesus. She said, no one's eating for three days. And no one's drinking for three days. And I'm going into the king's presence. But you could die. Right. But I'd rather die in the king's house. Being revolutionary than in hell's house waiting on a miracle. And so she said, if I perish, I perish. But you're not about to sit there and hold me hostage if the king is near. I'm going to go in his house and expect him to do something for me. Not sit there and wait on him to notice me in my predicament. That's the problem. Too many people are waiting on God to notice them. When you need to notice God, that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. But he's not going to help you if you watch everything. Bartimaeus didn't get healed because he was in the right place at the right time. He was in a good church service and Jesus happened to be there. He, yeah, he got healed because he screamed at the top of his lungs while everyone said, shut your mouth. It's not your night. Be quiet. But he knew if I can just do something besides sit here, I might get his attention and he might heal me. God, give us that mentality. Whatever I have to do to get the attention of the Savior, let me do it now so I can get a miracle.
centurion didn't get his servant healed because he waited to see if the servant got better or not. But he ran to Jesus and said, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Why is that so powerful? Nobody had ever done that before in the Bible. If he would have heard all the stories, he would have said, okay, well, what I got to do is I got to wait till Jesus comes by my house. I got to be in his presence. And then if he, then I got to invite him to my house because that's, that's what Jairus did. I've got to get him to my, that's what Mar, Mar, Martha and Mary did. They took him to, I've got to, okay, I've got to get his attention and take him to my house. That's reactionary. If you're waiting on your miracle to happen like it did for somebody else, oh, I'm preaching to you. That's reactionary. But he said, this has never happened before. But revolutionary faith says, even though it's never happened before, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. You know, the problem is, a lot of us are like Martha. She had past faith. She believed when Jesus was coming and Lazarus was dead. She said, I, I, I asked you. I asked you. I believed back then. And he said, he'll rise again. She had future faith, too. I know that. In the day of the resurrection, he'll rise again. She's got past faith, future faith. No present faith. That's the problem. We have future faith. If I got up here and said, God's going to send revival. God's going to give you a harvest. God's going to heal the sick. God's going to, God's going to, God's, we'd be shouting for it's over. And that's still not real faith. That's prophetic faith. That's believing God for something. But that doesn't make me, uh, that, doesn't, that keeps me in my little safe box. God can, God will, God's gonna, God's gonna. But now faith says it's gonna happen tonight. You see how that? Got about three amens? You know why? Can I preach? Because you're worried about your reputation, not God's. Most people are worried about how they look when they pray for someone. You can stare at me all you want to. I'm right. If there was a man in a wheelchair and God said, go raise him up, most would sit back and wait. You know why? Because you don't want to look bad. And I'm preaching the truth. Now I know God sent me with this. You know why? It's pride. Why don't we expose it for what it is? It's straight up pride. You know why it happens overseas? They don't care who gets the glory, who gets the attention, who prays the miracle through. They just believe I'm going to pull you out of the wheelchair. And God's, that's the kind of faith we need in America. It doesn't matter who, but give me somebody revolutionary that wants to see a revival that causes them to act. We are so concerned with our image. We even try to pray powerful. Don't try to impress me with your prayer. You're trying to be secure in yourself if you've got it or not. You've got it, you've got it. 
Speak it if you've got it. You've got the authority. Act like you've got the authority. Don't be afraid of the devil. Don't be afraid of that voice that says it's not going to happen. So what if it doesn't happen? Since when is it all about my reputation if they get healed or not? Or your reputation? Man, I'm preaching it now. I can feel it. It's not on us. It's on God. But we've got to believe that God wants to do this. And it's his will. And we're going to see it happen. Because our faith is connecting to his desire. Holy Ghost right now. I feel like I'm breaking a spirit. I feel like I got a hold of a spirit in here right now in the name of Jesus. I feel like I got a grip on something right now that's had control over too many people's faith in what God can do through them. Stop waiting for evidence before you believe God. It's not future faith that moves God, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The reason I call it revolutionary, it's not revolutionary all over the world, but it's revolutionary to America. You know why? Because we are entertain-me people. They go to concerts. They go to games. They go to movies. They go everywhere. Americans go to be entertained, and they come to church straight from the couch, entertain-me. Can I be straight? I'm not anointed to entertain anybody in this building. And if you came for a show, you might want to leave now because I'm going to rebuke your doubt and your critical spirit now in the name of Jesus. I don't need spectators in here. We need someone that wants to get into the arena and say either God heal me or use me. But let me be involved in a miracle tonight. Let me be used tonight. Get glory out of my life tonight. Where are the John the Baptist who have no platform, no microphone, no choir, no organ, but they're in a desert screaming, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And people are running from their houses to hear the voice of a revolutionary preacher. Thousands came to hear him with no promotion. He wasn't on Facebook. But they left everything because he was so anointed, he was so driven, and he was so revolutionary that he didn't just preach in the temple. He preached in the desert. He preached by the river. He preached and screamed, but no one was there, and God used him mightily. My friend, if I've told you this before, I apologize, but my friend, Santi, I've told you about him. Santi Jimenez, pastors in Miami. He started a church about two and a half, three years ago in Miami, Florida. And he went from New York with his wife to Miami because he felt God called him there. He had nothing. Went down there, tried to find a job just to get stuff going. Found a hotel and said, can I please rent a room and start a little conference room and start having church on Sundays that sure it's going to cost you this much. So he starts getting a job and, and paying for that room himself. He had two or three people that would come. And he's preaching his guts out to two or three people every week. And so one Sunday, he's, I mean, you got to know this guy. He's a freak. He's witnessing to everybody. He's putting flyers about. On every corner. He's getting screamed at by people everywhere he goes. He is talking to I had been there with him where I was embarrassed. I felt so weak in the spirit. 
Because he was just a, he was just, he didn't, it's like he's got no filter. He's just like, I mean, he's so humble and anointed, but he, he'll talk to everybody in the restaurant. He'll go from table to table. You need the Holy Ghost right now. Can I pray for you in the name? He has it. So on Mother's Day a couple years ago, Pastor Long, he's there and his wife, and they set up the piano and no one comes. Got the mic set up. No one's there. He said the voice started talking to him. If you just tear everything down now, you want to pay this this week's rent. You can save that money for next week when someone's here. Just don't don't preach, don't waste your money and preach to no one. But then the other voice said, "If you'll preach now, I'll give you what you've been praying for later." And so he said, here he is and his wife, and he's preaching Acts two thirty eight, and she's over there crying because no one's there. He's preaching to empty ch- I've done this before, but I was like 18, so he's 27 at the time, so, you know, a little more immature here. And so he's preaching to no one. Preaches his entire message, makes an altar call. His wife had to come to the altar. He's praying for Hey, I love it. It's easy to laugh, but heaven was watching. The next Sunday, he had 65 people at church. Some of you don't believe it. In two and a half years, he already has a daughter work. He has 250 people. He is so on fire. Two weeks ago, he... He rents this building. i got to tell you this. He rents this building, and he can only have it on Sundays and Wednesdays. So, he, so instead of having church prayer at, at 6 o'clock in the morning like he wants to do, he has it at 4 in the morning in the park. Revolutionary. I would never do that. Exactly. That's why I'm preaching this. He goes to the park last week, two weeks ago. Four in the morning, him and the youth pastor, pacing back and forth, claiming the city in Jesus' name. Homeless man walks up. Shanti pulls out money in his pocket and says, here, hey, go get yourself something to eat. If you ever want to come to church, here's our church. We love you. The guy walks off. Shanti keeps praying. The guy comes back with a rock. Goes to throw it at Shanti. And when he raises his hand, his hand locks up and the rock falls down. The guy's cussing and screaming. Picks up the rock. Goes to throw it again. Seven times. Finally, Santi said, can I help you, sir? You're never going to be able to touch me. The man's voice switched to a demonic spirit and said, get out of my city now. And Santi looked back at him and said, if you wanted to chase me off, you should have done it earlier. But I'm taking your city in the name of Jesus. And it doesn't matter what you do. The man ran away screaming. It's revolutionary. It's saying I will do whatever it takes for a revival that rocks this region. He said, God... I can't win all these people in this little building. I want that 60,000 square foot building. He calls up to the owner. They said, 
that'll be 10000 a month. He said, we have, we have no money in the bank account, none. He said, would you go down to seven? He said, we'll go down to seven, but still, you need 7000 for the first month before we let you in. He said, would you go down to five? Abraham. He said, we'll let you know. So here the guy is, he's waiting, I'm going to let you know. Santi gets up before the church. He says, we're getting a building. We've got no money, but we're getting this building. We all we need 7,000, and we can get in the first month. She said, some were like, uh-huh. Reactionary. I love those people. He said, and there was one man that called him to church and said, Pastor, you know, when I first got out of jail, you helped me. He said, you helped me. You helped me get a food truck, remember? He said, yeah. He said, come over to my house. Santi goes to his house. He said, what's the matter? What, you need more money? He said, no. First of all, I have thousands of dollars of sound equipment, brand new. It's all yours. Secondly, I just had the truck to praise. It's worth $18,000. Here's the title. Go sell it because I want this church too. If you'll get revolutionary, God will make a way. I said God will do things. Man, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in here. God will do things for you that will never happen by sitting back and waiting for your revival. The reason why you're about to get in that building was because a week ago some of you broke loose from the grip of hell and the grip of fear and said, count me in. I want to be connected to that. Put up 2 Kings 2 verse 9 for me, please. I feel it building. Shut up behind And it came to pass that when they were gone over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken from thee. And Elisha said, I pray that a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. We all know that. Except go back to what Elijah said. Ask what I shall do before. If you wait till the whirlwind shows up before you start asking for the miracle. You're not going to get it. If you wait till you start seeing stuff, before you start seeking stuff. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you wait until something comes from heaven before you get desperate, you're not going to get it. But if you get desperate now and you ask now when the whirlwind comes, I'll drop a mantle on you that will make you do twice the miracles I ever did. It doesn't make sense for me to always tell God to prove himself when I could be dead already. 
what makes sense is for me to prove my faith to God. And while you sit back and watch me from the boat, let me step out. Well, watch him. He's going to sink. Yeah, he walked on water twice. What did you do? And he's the one that he stepped out of the boat. Then a few days later, Jesus said, hey, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. And a few weeks later on the day of Pentecost, he stood up and said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. 3,000 got the Holy. And after that, the next chapter, he walks over to a lame man and raises him up, even though he had never done that before. And a few chapters later, he prays for a dead girl, and she comes back to life. Then he gets so anointed, his shadow starts healing people. All because there was a day. What are you saying? Spectators never receive the miraculous. Never. But people that will do whatever it takes for God to intervene, they're the ones on heaven's calendar right now. I close with this. Close with this. It was at a youth convention. You can be seated. It was at a youth convention. I wasn't even preaching. I was about 20, 22, maybe, 23, about 10, 10 years ago. And uh, my buddy was preaching. I just happened to be in Texas evangelizing, so he said, come, come, come to the youth convention. So I went to see him preach. So I'm out in the audience, and there's about 3,000 people there. And there's this guy in a wheelchair. He's 44. I found that out later. About 250 pounds, has cerebral palsy. All locked up. He's sitting in the wheelchair. Get to faith, starts moving. These kids are on fire. I love young people that are on fire. I love this youth in here. I, I love these guys. I love every, every person. I love it. I love the way they worship. I love the fact they prayed it down last night. I had all those little kids pray for me. I felt the Holy Ghost like I hadn't felt the whole revival. Maybe I'm not supposed to feel it as the preacher, but I felt it last night when they prayed for me. So I'm sitting there watching all these kids circled around this guy, and they're just praying, 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 praying. And I'm on the platform right here, and they're out there praying. And I hear the Lord say, go pick him up. And I hear the devil say, don't make a fool of yourself. And I hear me say, don't make a fool of yourself. Because we usually agree with hell. Because the first voice is God. Second voice is usually the devil. And usually we agree with that second voice, which paralyzes our action in the spirit. You know that voice that says, go lay hands on someone at Walmart? Invite them to church? And you say, oh, it's just me. That's not just you. Your flesh will never tell you to witness. Your flesh will never tell you to step out in faith and lay hands on someone. So, go pick him up. Pick him up. And we're all praying for him to get up, but pick him up. That's not God. No joke. Promise. I promise you, this happened. A guy I'd never met before, preacher, walks up and taps me on the shoulder. I mean, there's, 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 from here to that where, where the Dylan is, there's hundreds of kids. I mean, it's just cram. He said, the Lord told you to go pick that man up. I'm going to clear a path and push everyone out of the way so you can get to him. Promise. I was like, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. 
You're going to assault kids to help me make a fool of myself? We're both going to jail. No. He's like, let's go. I said, you're the one. You're, you're going to look fine because you're just making a way. I'm the one that's going to look dumb. See? There he goes. He's committing crimes left and right. There's like a pathway like the Red Sea opened up, man. It was, it was a great moment. You don't even know who I am, except that I've dem- they all think I've demanded the ways to park. Now we're ready for miracles. I am shaking the whole way down there. First of all, the dude's bigger than me, and God wants me to carry this dude. I know I'm strong, but still, I mean, secondly, if it doesn't work, where do I put him? Let's go back. Let's go back. Some of you were laughing at me. You wouldn't even, you would have shut, you would have cussed that voice out. So here we go. I get right behind him. I said, um, I'm going to pick you up. He said, what? I said, yep. Mike, so I, I just put my arms over the back of that wheelchair. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm strong, but help me, Lord, now. Give me Samson strength. And I lifted with all my everything in me. And I began to be like this. And he's on top of my chest. It looked so dumb. It looked foolish because for about seven or eight feet, he was all locked up. And here I am, and everyone's, I hear every voice, you're just trying to be, you're trying to be spiritual and impress people, and it's not working. You can't hang on much longer. You're going to drop him. And then, I didn't know if it was God or me, but something said, set him down. And when I did, he began to walk and run across the building. I didn't do anything special. I resisted. In fact, I delayed his miracle by talking to God. Because I was still in my reactionary state. And we get in that state way too many times. And people miss out on miracles and get delayed from their answer because we are trying to convince ourselves. What if it doesn't work? What's that going to cost you? My reputation. That's why Saul said, you can go fight Goliath, but put my armor on. Because I want the credit. It's the spirit of Saul that says, let it happen, but let me get glory. But David said, all I've got's a rock, but I'm revolutionary. I've got no reputation, 
I've got nothing to hold back for. Why in the world would I hold back from a God who died on the cross for my sins? Why would I hold back my faith from a God who's healed me before? Why would I hold back from a God who's provided for me before? It's the spirit of Ananias and Sapphira is what it is that says hold back in the presence of God. Hold back, hold back, hold back. But give me somebody like David that say it may work, it may not work, but if I die, I'm dying in the name of Jesus. I'm dying fighting for my God not watching to see if something I release the gift of faith right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth on every hand, every mind, every heart, every person. Release the gift of faith right now. Release boldness, power, authority, confidence. What's it going to cost you? What's it going to cost you? What's it going to cost you? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command this kidney to be made whole right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command these kidneys to function normally. I curse every doctor report. I curse every fear, every spirit of Satan, every lie from the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing into your body. In the name of the Lord. There we go. There we go. In the name of Jesus, be made whole right now. In the name of Jesus, be made whole right now. In the name of Jesus, be made whole right now. Does anyone else want to pray for him besides me? Does anybody believe God? Someone got pure faith? Somebody got expectation faith? Give me a, somebody, go warriors. Somebody believe that Lord can do something? What are we risking? Nothing but miracles we're holding back. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost and demand that God heal that kidney right now. Somebody speak in the name of Jesus and command hell to leave his house. Leave his I come against the fear attacking his wife. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get out of that house. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to be healed in your mind. Strengthened in your mind. Be healed in his body now. In the name of Jesus Christ. We're getting ready to start revival now. Holy Ghost, get ready to move now. Demonstration is here tonight. In the name of Jesus, the miraculous is here. We release the gift of miracles. In the name of Jesus Christ, but that Jason be healed. Now, in the name of Jesus. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You're all gathered around them. Lay your hands on the person beside you. And everyone with a warfare prayer, raise your voice and begin to demand miracles in the spirit right now. Challenging you in the Holy Ghost, raise your voice. And get louder than hell is and demand the miraculous in the name of Jesus.
Don't react. Be revolutionary. Step out if no one else steps out. Do what no one else will do. You'll get what no one else receives. God, make that kidney whole now. Making that kidney whole now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The Lord told her to do that. The Lord told her to do that. The Lord told her to do that. In the name of Jesus, let there be miracles right now. Let there be angels begin to cut chains down left and right. In the name of Jesus, the gift of faith is being loosed now. Your hands are weapons. Use them. Your hands are weapons. Use them. That's it. Oh, he's jumping in victory. God, heal him now. Lay your hands on someone else. Lay your hands on someone. Even if everything's fine for them, speak miracles. The windows of heaven are open right now. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or even think, according to the power that worketh in us. Expect it. Expect it. I see a few of you laying hands on others. I wish some more of you would lay hands on someone beside you. Even if you don't feel anything, it's not about your feelings. It's about your faith right now. Let God use your mouth. Let God use your hands. Don't waste this moment. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. We always wait for the preacher. You've got the same Holy Ghost. Use it. You've got the same power. Use it. You serve the same God. With the Jason, you be healed in Jesus' name. You be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, 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 make him whole. Touch his brain now. In the name of Jesus, touch his brain, angel of the Lord. Touch his body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. I feel activated faith now. I feel faith now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Be used of God. Be used of God. Be used of God. Blacked out just now. Thank you. I receive it. I receive it. I feel the presence of angels in this place. I feel the presence of angels in this place. Healing angels are in this place. They have been sent by God. The presence of the Lord is in this place. In the name of Jesus. 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 Stretch forth thy hand. Stretch forth thy hand. Stretch forth thy hand. Stretch forth thy hand. In the name of Jesus. 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 The demonstration of the Spirit is in this room right now. The demonstration of the Holy Ghost is in this room right now. Be used of God. Don't watch. Be used of God. And God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. You have no idea what God can do for you right now if you lay your hands on somebody else. You know, Don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about how you sound. Don't worry about what people think about you. Just do what God said do. Just do what God said do. Just be used of God. Just be used of God. Just be used of God. I impart to you the gift of faith now. Whoever wants it, I impart to you the gift of faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be used of God. Be used of God. Be used of God.
Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. I feel like telling you to pray in the spirit right now. I feel like praying with you in the spirit. What does that mean? That means pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues if you got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray with you, but we're going to rebuke every demon. I need you to pray with me. Can you help me pray? Pray with authority. I want you to raise your voice and pray a warfare prayer. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, we curse every sickness, every disease, every spirit from the pits of hell. By the authority of your name and by your word, we speak the miraculous into our city, the miraculous into this church, into our minds. Let the gift of faith resonate in people's heart. I resist the spirit of doubt and unbelief in the name of Jesus and I release faith. Bombard this house with faith right now. Now pray in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Let faith take over you. Not feeling, faith. Faith, I'm telling you, it's revolutionary. It's faith. It's faith. God's working right now. You're going to see the evidence. But faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's coming. It's coming, I promise you. Miracles are coming. They're in this room. I promise you. Faith. Get 
Keep praying. Don't stop praying. But there's some folks here tonight that need to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this is for you right now. I want you to run up here to the front and get here as quickly as you can. Keep praying. Do not stop praying where you are. Don't stop worshiping and praying and breaking through with whomever you're praying with. But if somebody tonight wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, come right here in the front. Some of these young ministers are going to gather here and lay hands on you, and God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If it's been a long time since you've had a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost and spoken with tongues, come here to the front right now. They're going to lay hands on you. God's going to refill you with the Holy Ghost. If you've already been prayed for, but you do not feel like you've received your healing, I want you to get here in the front right now as quickly as you can. And we're going to lay hands on you one more time, and God's going to finish the work that he's already spoken into your spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus. That's it, too. We're already responding right here. Need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's one right here. There's one right here. Some of you young prayer warriors, get a hold of them and pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, separate them here where we've got room to work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Miracles are still going to continue to happen in the audience. Let's continue to pray. Lift up your voice. Nobody looking around. We need 100% participation in the house. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The greatest miracle is about to be poured out. The greatest miracle is about to be poured out. In the name of Jesus. Come on, don't be sheepish in your worship. Don't be silent in your prayer. Lift up your voice. Magnify the Lord with a strong voice. Magnify the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Give Him high praise in the house. Let's maintain this for a few moments. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. Yes. 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 In the name of Jesus. I feel faith still building in the house. I feel faith still building in the house. I know you've worked hard today and this is hard work. But we're going to take it by force tonight. It's coming. It's going to be released in the name of Jesus. There's healings coming. The miracle of the Holy Ghost is still being poured out. If you haven't gotten your breakthrough, you need to press your way up. Press your way in. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Come on, press your way through. Press your way through. Press your way through. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, it's still flowing. It's still flowing. It's still flowing. It's still flowing. God's about to confirm His Word here in a moment. He's about to confirm His Word here in a moment. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray boldly. Pray boldly. Lift up your voice. Declare it in the name of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Healing is mine. He took stripes on his back. He shed his blood. Victory is mine. Freedom is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. I receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, don't leave short of your blessing. Don't leave short of your miracle. Don't leave short of your miracle. Hear me. I want to say something right now. I feel, the, I feel to say something. I feel to say something. I went in that closet back there. I felt the Lord spoke to me to tell you something. And that is this. In Ethiopia, when they were having the crusades and masses were getting the Holy Ghost and miracles were happening, the people were walking one time. Brother Cunningham told me they drove, the, the bus drove by a group of people. They walked six days to the crusade and six days home from the crusade. On the way there, three days into the journey, a lady died that was walking. Rather than barrier, they carried her to the crusade for three days. By the time they got there, flies were all over her body. Her body was open and wounds were, it was disgusting. But the Cunningham said, they brought her up the first night and all we Americans believed God could raise her up. So we prayed for about 30, 40 minutes and nothing happened. And so we assumed she's going to stay dead. But the Ethiopians took her around the back. And for five hours said, we're not leaving till she raises up. And at the end of five hours, Brother Haney told me this too. He watched as that girl flies all over her decaying body, sat straight up, completely normal. America gave God 30 minutes. 
The Ethiopians said, we're not leaving until it happens. That's what I'm trying to release in here right now. The kind of faith that says, well, if it doesn't happen in my timing, it doesn't matter. I'm going to continue reaching and believing God. I feel it in here now. I rebuke every spirit of tradition and doubt and American culture in the name of Jesus that causes our minds to put God in a microwave and make him happen in our view and our way in the name of Jesus. Give us what the Ethiopians have. Give us what they have over there. The kind of faith that believes it's going to happen and we're not letting go until it does. It's radical. It's exhausting and it's real and it challenges you and it challenges me because we have God in such a box that if he doesn't do it in the first 10 minutes, I lose my faith and I want to go back to my seat and that must not have been God because you're telling God how much time and what he's got to do and how he's got to do it. But revolutionary worship and revolutionary faith says it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm not letting go. I refuse to let hell in my head. The Lord is, look, he just got the Holy Ghost just now. It's in here. It's in here. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. These signs shall lay hands on someone around you. It's in here. It's in here. Now, speak in tongues, little guy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, let there be healings. Let there be miracles. Stop being American and start being apostolic. Start being apostolic. Start being apostolic. Stretch forth thy hand. Stretch forth thy hand. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's be apostolic. Whatever it takes, 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 take us to that dimension, take us to that dimension, take us to that dimension. Let us have that kind of faith, all out faith, revolutionary faith, apostolic faith. Let us go, let us go, let us go into the spirit, let us go to the holy of holies. Let's go where the glory is. Let's go where the power dwells. Let's go where miracles take place.
Hallelujah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah. 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 I'm about to rock heaven. God, let my prayer get in your throne room right now. Let it rattle the throne room of glory. Let an angel pour out my prayer before you. Let it be a sweet-smelling savor in your nostrils. Let the gates of hell be broken right now. Let the strongholds of hell be shattered right now. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Throw your rock, David. Throw your rock, David. Pray your prayer, Daniel. Fast your fast, Esther. Ask your request, Elisha. Pin your angel, Jacob. God told Elijah to stretch on the kid three times. The first three, first two times, nothing happened. He stretched and stretched himself on the kid. No one had ever been raised from the dead before. Sometimes you have to stretch for the supernatural. Sometimes you have to stretch for the supernatural. Sometimes you have to reach for it. God's already signed his approval by filling some of the Holy Ghost. That means he's in here right now. So, And that's the greatest miracle of all. So we're going to believe God and stretch our faith again right now. We're stretching our faith again right now. I know you're exhausted. I know you're tired. You can rest tomorrow. But right now we're stretching our faith. Where are the Naamans at that will go dip seven times in a Jordan River and expect the seventh time to come up clean? Where are the Elijahs at that will stretch forth? Where are the Elijahs? that that will stretch out. Stretch for the supernatural. Stretch for the supernatural. Stretch your faith. Reach your faith. Reach for it like it's right above you. Go for it like it's right in front of you. I'm not talking about for your neighbor. I'm talking about for you right now. Go for it for you right now. Go for it for you right now. My faith doesn't matter in your miracle. Your faith matters. Your faith matters in your own miracle. Go for it for yourself right now. Reach for it yourself. Reach for it yourself. Reach for it yourself. Go for it yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
That's it. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. If you've got to shout, shout. If you've got to cry, cry. If you've got to run, run. But if the Lord was hovering right above you, I bet you wouldn't stand still. Power of the Messiah right above your heads right now. Glory of the Lord's right above some of your heads right now. God, take us out of our programs. Take us out of our schedule. Take us out of our program. Take us out of our schedule. Make us apostolic. Make us like Peter who spoke to a dead Tabitha and said, Tabitha, arise. Give us the faith of Paul. Give us the faith. Give us the faith. Give us the faith. Take us off our time clock. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. I want to ask you to pray one more prayer with me tonight. My dad needs a miracle, and God's able to dispatch an angel, the kind of faith that's in this house tonight. He's a man of great faith, but dad needs a miracle. His blood sugar's over 400, and his, he's in severe back pain that has got him completely incapacitated to where he can hardly move. I'm going to ask you to pray for my dad for physical healing, but not just for my dad. I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to ask you to call his name. But you have, some of you have family members that need a miracle. Some of you have lost family members. I want you to speak their name out right now in prayer in Jesus' name. Would you do that with me one more time? Let's make one more push. I want you to speak their name out. If you want to share it with your neighbor, just speak their name to your neighbor and let them pray it with you. Pray one for another right now. Whomever your family member is, God, I pray for my dad. I pray for every name that is being spoken right now. By the authority of the Word of God, I declare healing over his body. He's served you faithfully. He's given his life to you and to your work and to your kingdom. I pray right now against the blood sugar. I pray right now that it comes under control in the name of the Lord. I declare right now the pain that is in his back begins to release right now in the name of the Lord. Let him walk in faith and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Let there be a charge of the Holy Ghost that comes upon him right now. 
In the name of Jesus, let there be a report of divine healing that comes. In the name of the Lord, that lost child. In the name of Jesus, let there be an angel discharged to where they are right now that turns them around. Let there be healing that reaches into that hospital. Let there be healing that moves into that room where they are. Let there be deliverance move into that bar room where they are right now. In the name of Jesus, the enemy must take their hands off for victory is ours in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, lift your voice and thank the Lord for it. He heard your prayer. He heard your prayer. He heard your prayer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you weren't here Sunday morning, I want to share a testimony with you of what God did. Saturday, Dylan and I were driving into the church about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We were coming right down Delphi Avenue, just approaching the church, and he said, Dad, our church is such a powerful church, and we're in such a spiritual dynamic. He said, he said no one that lives right here in walking distance of the church, he said, they're not, they're not coming in. He said, when we evangelize often, I think we're evangelizing out. We need to do something. We need to. He said, why is it, Dad? I said, have we been praying for them specifically? And he said, no, not necessarily specifically. I, I pulled in, got right here at the corner of the building. I stopped in the, in the parking lot. I said, Dylan, we're going to pray right now, you and I. And we're going to pray that the Lord is going to dispatch angels into every house around here and that they're going to be drawn into the house of the Lord. We were here Sunday morning. The Holy Ghost fell. People were getting the Holy Ghost. Nineteen received the Holy Ghost. One of the ladies that came forward and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost looked at Sister Anderson, wherever she's at, looked at Sister Anderson and said, I live only three houses down. Yesterday afternoon, something spoke to me and told me I need to go down to this church. I didn't know why I was here this morning, but this is why I'm here. If you don't believe your prayer is powerful. I believe that God dispatched an angel on a 16-year-old boy that was full of faith's word and said, God, dispatch angels. And an angel said, get up and go to church in the morning. And I believe that God just heard your prayer. And for some of you, while you were laying hands on and praying for somebody else, I felt in the spirit tonight that God's going to answer your prayer because of your unselfishness. Instead of praying for your own need, you were praying for somebody else. Come on, let's receive it in Jesus' name. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. I know tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Spend time with your sweetheart. Spend time with your family.